Cheers. Damn you, old man. Wade. I should have did was brought up your obsession with that fucking stupid Animal game. Crossing? That game is ridiculous. It's task orientated. That's why I like it. Animal, I like tasks. Animal Crossing. And it's mindless. It's like dumb tasks. Like mindless shit. Go find go find a shark in the sea. Oh, no, you're building a community, Mark. I'm building a community. Fuck your community. No, oh, I have a very nice community. I can kick people out. You can kick people out of the community? I mean, you can do all kinds of things. I don't know you kick people out. Kick that owl out. That owl who runs a museum is an asshole. He's not an asshole. He's grumpy as hell. Like, even the music chain is like... Because during the day, he's sleeping. He's an owl. They're nocturnal. So if you go on there during the day, you're waking him up, essentially. Oh, so you're the asshole for waking him up during the day. <laughs> yeah. Then you he's should an have... owl. They're nocturnal animals. Then why the fuck would you have an owl doing something... Mark, I don't... I didn't write the game. Fucking <laughs> stupid. Whatever. Fuck, I should have wrote it. Anyway, welcome to the Old Man Wade Show. I'm your host, <laughs> the guy of stuff and a lot of laughter, Old Man Wade. Um, and you just heard it's my lovely life yeah. with a normal enthusiasm as always because uh, she doesn't like that I think Animal Crossing is a giant waste of fucking time but hey what do I know I'm, I'm just an old fool um, directly in front of me at the pinnacle of, no no that's not the wrong one <laughs> that's, uh, that's Super Bowl hobby we have the genius justification just Greg what's up people so we did a short episode last time specifically because we started getting into like some nerdy video game talk and started talking about Invincible because I absolutely love the fucking show. And the things which wouldn't have flowed right if I would have continued with the topics that were going on. But um, So we did another one. And I, I kind of want to get right into it. The uh, we're, near, we're nearing, sort of, kind of, the end of the pandemic. I don't really see, I don't really look at this as, like, the end of the pandemic. But we're kind of getting, you know, things are starting to become more normal. It's like, people can go out again. Uh, the... Mask mandate will be um, lifted on the 29th of May in Massachusetts. Um, some like some healthcare workers and a lot of first responders, uh, I'm gonna assume are gonna have to keep the masks on, which makes sense um, if you're gonna be in the in the public and stuff like that. I, um, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if they may just keep them off. Forever. Well, it's public health, so anything that's government like based, it goes off of what like the CDC recommends whether they like it or not yeah because <laughs> it's about community health that's like the big thing that people don't understand about covid is that it's a community health initiative not a political stronghold yeah it depends on who you have to think it is the flu was just as bad as this was people died a lot <laughs> people don't understand what that was, it, that's what makes them crazy yeah i was i love listening to people and they're like well this is now i'm like so well, like, we've never had to do this before. I'm like, we've had to do this multiple times. We almost had to do it with Swampy. Back in 2000, uh, I forget exactly. Mid 2000. Yeah, mid 2000. Because I worked for a hospital and I ordered all their supplies and I had to order like MAD and 95s, not like PPE, because they, they were we were bracing for this to happen then. Mm-hmm. This is not uncommon. It's actually very common. We, we miss a lot of global pandemics because we research and science and whatever, but this, stuff like this will continue to happen as the planet evolves and people evolve, bacteria grows and changes just the same way. Everything adapts. Yeah, well, yeah. you're also using, like, common sense. <laughs> and I, I'm not even going to say science. common sense. Science. 
<laughs> or like just like the idea just that you have the internet and the thing that you're looking for can't actually be researched. Well, be, well, the problem with the internet is that anything can be researched. And if you don't know how to research appropriately, then you're reading shit from like crazy ass fucking people who are like, you know, and earthers or whatever. The fuck they're flat called. earthers. Or flat earth earthers. Yeah. Like our end of days people. Like flat earthers. Science. Uh, science is real. Christians. <laughs> I don't know. I got nothing. But um, I thought it would be a cool idea. Well, not a cool idea, but yeah, kind of a cool idea to like discuss like what was, what it was like during like the pandemic and like living through you it. You want to live that way? Absolutely not. I'll be happy when I can just go out and go for walks <laughs> and go visit my friends without actually having to worry about it. I mean, we're kind of doing that now, right? Like, we're well, yeah, but it's different like now. Like, I can just get on a bus and go. You know what I mean? Mm. So, I still don't trust those nasty motherfuckers. Yo, it kills me that people are upset. They're like... So, I was listening to Joe Budden. I forget which one of them said this. He was like, everyone's getting pounds from here on in. Because like people were like, when they were upset, like, what do you mean I gotta wash my hands? Why are you upset you gotta wash your hands? Like, you nasty motherfuckers, what's wrong with you? You have nasty motherfuckers don't wash their hands all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, people were like, who washes their hands this much? I was like, me? Because germs and bacteria? Like, you don't wash your hands? Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's getting pounds. People are nasty. No, it makes you think, right? Like, people are nasty. Like, people are gross. By nature, like when just just Greg got here, what did I do? I was like, no, don't touch me. I'm gross right now. I need to wash my hands. I was just cleaning the bathroom. Like that's what you do. That's gross. Like you shouldn't touch people <laughs> when you're dirty. It's inappropriate. <laughs> yep. But people are nasty. Yeah, I don't get it. But if I know you're getting a pound in the morning, I'm absolutely about that life. Uh, but for some, like for Greg, for something like you, like you live on your own, like mm-hmm. you know what I mean. So like, and you actually had COVID, like so. What was your mental health like dealing with that? That's a topic you don't mind talking about because I can obviously like stop it and go back to something you want to talk about. It wasn't too crazy. Um, I just remember, I thought I was sick from something else. Um, but then it when it ended up being COVID, um, it didn't take a major toll on my mental health. I do remember because I had, and I'm not a dead dream, I had like pretty much every symptom. I had the the fevers, the chills, the aches. I had the the heavy pressure on my chest, mm-hmm. the shortness of breath. I was like choking in the shower, loss of sense. I lost my sense of taste and smell. I was delirious. Like I I couldn't sleep for almost two weeks straight. Yeah, I'm sure. And like my sleep was actually like little, like forty five minute naps. Like naps yep. yeah here and there but i was pretty much up all night every day for like two weeks yeah. because your body was I trying just to couldn't, yeah eight. exactly you and i just couldn't there were times where i was like yeah i think i'm gonna die because i've never felt like this before yeah. so it was just a crazy ordeal but after dealing with that and then feeling better um felt like, i kind of felt like i had a new lease on life so i was telling myself you know what I survived that. Maybe I should, you know, think differently about life because I could have passed away. There's a lot of people who dealt with it and they're not here today. Yeah. So um, I was thankful for that. But uh, yeah, it didn't take too much of a toll on my life. But, I was, but um, you're also um, more of a positive person than like a lot of people are. So like you actually like taking that and some people won't do that. They just look at it and go, oh, thank God it's over and that's the end of it. Like I've, I've worked with a few people who, who've had COVID more than once. 
and they still don't get the idea of like, hey. Because they're probably not getting it. So each so like person's the, bodies react differently and some people have stronger cases and more mild cases. So... But even like the like, mild cases, like you figure, like considering where I work, that the people would take it seriously, oh, seeing like how bad it could be, like because you know what I mean, bitch. or like the idea that like someone would be like someone would say, um, "I'm gonna fake a COVID thing so I can have some time off." Like, yeah, there was a lot of that. There, like, oh shit, time of that. Oh my again. goodness, at the hospital too, like a lot of people, like my friends, being like, "This bitch calls out," and oh, our uh, other banking, like. <laughs> Our other friend, she's like literally every week, two to three people are like, yeah, I got a cough. She's like, I'm literally here all the time. I was like, then you need to fix fucking cough. She was like losing her mind. She was the manager. So she was doing all the hours every day, mm-hmm. all day because she runs the bank. Like mm-hmm. she's the bank manager. And she was like, I'm just tired and I don't know what to do. She's like, they just keep on. I was like, that's such bullshit. Like mm-hmm. the fact that they're screwing you over that badly, like. Just to be like, it's just selfish. It's selfish. So when people like, I was like, maybe you need to pick her up. <laughs> I don't know. Like, you need a break. I'm did. just saying. I felt she needed a break. And the funny thing is, she did, and she kept working through it. And then, like, I hear people going, "Yeah, I think I'm gonna take a COVID vacation." I'm like, what the fuck is a COVID vacation? Oh, I'm telling them I have symptoms and I need to go get checked. Yeah. Like, and like the one time I had my one scare, I was like, I felt like an asshole taking this time off, and I was like, yo, I don't know what the fuck's going on. I'm gonna go get tested. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so I got tested, and then when I got my results back on, like, a Thursday, there was like, oh, da 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 I said, no, I'll come. Like, you want to take the rest of the weekend? I was like, no, I'm back tomorrow. Like, yeah. I'm not just going to, like, I was like, I'm not, I didn't get the, I didn't get my results until 4 p.m. So there's no way I was going to be able to fall asleep and then go work an overnight that night. So I was like, no, I'll go back, I'll come back the next day. And they were like, you, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. Like, I'm not just taking this time mm-hmm. off just to be an ass. I'm taking this time off because... I don't want to get anybody else sick. Mm-hmm. And then we have people at my job who had COVID and like, they're not letting us know. And granted, there are certain things you can't do, but it's just like, hey, if you were around this person, then if you were around this area at this time, it would behoove you to go get a test. Like, you know what I mean? Damn it, Wade! About their bottom line always, and to them, they didn't want a bunch of people to call out. They didn't give a fuck because they were like, mm, no, if we tell the others, then it's going to cause people to be like, oh, I'm sick. I'm not coming in. Or panicking and everybody's going to go out because they have to get a test first before they can be confirmed and brought back in. So for them, it was better not to say anything at all. It's all about me. Like, they, they cried poor. It's like how, you know, some jobs like to send out, please donate money to us as they're telling their staff they're not going to give them a raise. They have the audacity to send me some shit. It's like, yeah, you can blow me. Yeah, no, I'll, double, I'll, double, I'll double my um, my um, donation of nothing, like lick, lick all lick all the unwanted nuts too. Like I'm absolutely all set. It, it's it's just weird though. But um, conversation we had off air was just like the idea of, um, like you're taught to not take time off, like not take not that... make sick time off, or not call out and things like that. So like you end up going to work and working yourself to death, and you're doing all this stuff. And then at the end of the day, it's like as you always say, uh, Valkyrie. Uh, you do your job so well, you have to do. You get to do everyone else. <laughs> That's my favorite. I mean, my my whole thing is is that like because the end game is to like be able to relax later in life, right? Like everybody wants to relax and do whatever, but like that's. I mean, you should use it while you're alive and young and living and doing whatever. Like, in my opinion, because by the time you're old, you're just like 
you're tired, you're old, you don't want to do all the shit you were doing mm-hmm. before, you don't want to, you're not going to enjoy it as much as you used to. I just, I feel like I do this with old man a lot because he'll be like, no, I can't call it. I'm like, mm-hmm. you're actually sick, call in. He'll be like, my back, I can't move. I'm like, how are you going to handle a situation where you may need to put hands on somebody and... And go in being fucked up. You have to be okay. Your back yeah. hurts. You're gonna fuck yourself up. I just. Oh, I know. For I, me, it's just. Uh, I just. Cause I you just go goal. to work. I just yeah. go to work. I just go to work. I plan for retirement every single. No, day. I know. Every single. But day. then you'll plan for it every day, and then it'll be yeah. too late for you to fucking enjoy anything. I know. It's I important. Know. It's important. I, I, I need to work on it. I gotta yeah. go over. Well, you figure out a plan. You do. Like, you, you have to, if you don't allow yourself to enjoy things, like, mm-hmm. because you're looking at that end goal of being able to just retire, it's, I get what you're saying, because I'm very much so like that, and I'm very, like, you gotta plan for your future, you mm-hmm. have to, whatever, like, my mom's friend retired when she was 54 from the T. Mm-hmm. She was, like, done, had enough money to, like, live her best life, and didn't have to work another day in her life. Like, I get it, but she did the same thing, she has a... But then, as soon as she stopped working, like, shit started falling apart, her body, yeah. like, she's not enjoying it. Yeah. So, like, I look at her and I'm like, okay, so I could fucking kill myself my entire life enjoying nothing so that I can just end up, like, yeah. <laughs> crippled at home, like. Yeah, and that's why, that's why I'm trying to buy myself some time. Yeah. You need by to be working like I do and investing like I do so that I can buy myself some time after retirement. Yeah. Because the average life expectancy is like 80 years old, maybe a little less. Well, statistically in my line of work, we only have a life expectancy of like five years after retirement. Really? Yeah. Yeah, because you work hard. It's like nursing. Nursing's the same way. Yeah, so... It's a very hard So I'm trying everything in my power to stack and invest and do all this stuff so I can retire earlier than projected. So I can buy myself some time. Meanwhile, you're killing yourself. Deteriorating your entire body. All your joints. All your... I don't work that hard. (laughs) I'll let it be known. I work a lot, but I don't work that hard. Okay. So for me, I was like killing myself. There's people who bust their ass. Me, I've been on there long enough to know what to expect. I don't work that hard, but I work a lot. Yeah. You gotcha. know, not to say I'm just some lazy do nothing. No, I get what you're but, saying, but like you know, you know where to be and how to do it that you don't simple, have to like yeah. be killing yourself. Yeah, because when you work hard, you end up with a broken ankle. Exactly. So yeah. after I broke my ankle like four years ago, I was yeah, like, you know yeah. what? Let me relax. <laughs> I I'm learning. It's funny because I'm learning the difference between the two. It's like I pride myself on working a little bit harder than like most. There are some things that I do. The other people are like, why are you doing it? I'm like, because it's part of my fucking job. But there are days where some stuff going on. I'm like, yo, I'm not going through all that today. If it ain't important, then I'm not going to bother. But there are certain aspects of my job where it's just like, yeah, I have to actually do this. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? But sometimes it's like I go in, it's like, yo, I'm in a lot of fucking pain. I'm like, like I'm in pain. I don't feel well. I didn't get enough sleep. Fucking cranky. Like, you know what I mean? At which point I have to go talk to my, um, my supervisors and be like, hey, this is where my head's at right now. This is where I'm at physically. Can you put me somewhere else where I'm where I can be an asset, well, but not in a situation where I put somebody else's like physical well being in danger? Like you know what I mean? 
but it's also one of those, but it's like I had to get out of this, out of a space where that would be a good idea. I had to get out of my head that that's okay for me to say things like that. Mm-hmm. But it also came from my previous job where I didn't feel comfortable doing that to my management because they were just like, oh, well, you're here. We can't do anything about it. Which is completely other bullshit because I'll see them trade it off with somebody because they're the complainers or they're mm-hmm. the problem people. And like my old manager used to say, oh, well, I talk to you because he used to say this to all the, like, the good workers. Well, I, I say something to you guys because what, cause, like, what, what I'm saying is going to hold weight. But meanwhile, it's like, but you have... 70% of your workers are ass. Maybe you should say something to them so they can get the shit right. And so I came from this like weird fucked up culture at, of a job mm-hmm. where my one of my friends who, um, who worked there, everyone thought he was a manager, everyone thought he was a supervisor, mm-hmm. when realistically he, we, we, were, we had the same position. Mm-hmm. And so while I'm working with him, so I start telling him like, yo, you're, you're doing way too much because I can start seeing like how it started weighing heavy on him. I can start getting a little angry with people because he was doing too much. I'm like, yo, let me do a schedule. Let me make the phone calls. Mm-hmm. Let me do this. Meanwhile, we had a first shift supervisor. Mm-hmm. We had a manager during the day. Yeah, but if you can get somebody else to do all your work, why wouldn't you? you put your feet up, relax, go out to lunch. Like, yeah, and they would live your best. Go golfing. Live your best. And life. they would literally go. And all the stuff you're saying, <laughs> you say, you didn't have to do his do, job. They would go out golfing. They would go out <laughs> doing this. They'd go out doing that. And it's just like, fine, that's cool. Y'all are management, but it's one thing when you're management and you're not actually managing. Like why are the why are the employees who are on the same level of of or me and my buddy Jeff why are you going to us instead of like the supervisor? It's it's not even like a chain of command thing. It's mm-hmm. just like like dog like you're asking me questions that I really should not be answering. Go to your supervisor with that shit. Oh well, like oh well, can you guys call him? Like no. And it got to the point when they was like, I'm not doing that. Like you know what I mean? I was like, it's not. And so like I would help my buddy Jeff out. Mm-hmm. I help a homegirl Jackie out. Mm-hmm. But other than that, if you're not on my shift, I don't care. Like, and, I, and it got to the point where I was just like, no, it's not my shift. I'm not doing it. People are loyal to their jobs. Their jobs are not loyal to them. And a lot of people forget that. Mm-hmm. You're a number. Everywhere you go. I don't care mm-hmm. what fucking job you got. There's very far and few between jobs that are actually... Like, I had that conversation with your aunt. Her job is actually really fucking supportive, really good, have been really great with everything that's going on with her. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not many... And she even said that to me. She's like, this is the first job that I... Like, they actually genuinely care, and they're not like, when are you coming back? <laughs> like, I'm like, that's... And that's how it should be. But corporations don't care because you're just a number. You're not... They don't see you as individuals. They'll just replace you. So this is why I tell people, never become a slave to your job. I switch my job every five years. Every five years, I go into a completely different section or like I stayed within the company that I'm in now, but a completely different area, like a completely, because one, when I make that move, I get paid for my years of experience versus getting the same 2% raise that everybody gets, whether they're a good worker or not, we all get 2%, doesn't Mm -hmm. matter. So if I go, when I switched from one hospital to another, in the same company, it was, what, did it, what was it, like $7 difference in pay or something? Mm-hmm. An hour. An hour. And this girl that I used to work with, she was like, what? And I was like, yeah, you switch your jobs every five years now. 
every five years, mm-hmm. even if it's within the same company, they have to pay you for experience mm-hmm. versus a 2% raise. And you're always going to get paid more for experience than you are for raises. People don't realize that though. Like nobody tells them. They say stay loyal at a company. Mm-hmm. They'll take care of you, but they don't anymore. Mm-hmm. There's no more pensions. Mm-hmm. There's no more like a lot of unions are gone. There's very few unions now for regular people. Mm-hmm. There's very like for most people they don't care. Like hospitals, I work in the medical field. There's only one. I think there's two hospitals in Boston that have a union. That's it. So and how many hospitals do we have here? I, my job has sister hospitals within the city. There's only one of them that has a union. The rest do not. They got rid of it. They just can't get rid of this one. Like, that's crazy. That's insane. Like, they forced it out everywhere else. <laughs> I also... Never become a slave to your job. Your job is not... It's not worth it. And I also gotta say, like, when I worked at The Gap, I was lucky enough to have at least half of the supervisors and management who actually gave a shit, like, you know what I mean? Rodney was great. Shalimar was great. Mm-hmm. You were, John, like, you know what I mean? Like, you guys all actually really gave a shit about the employees. Like, and granted, they had this thing, I, I used to tell Greg, I call it the hate, the, the fuck Greg Coalition. Uh-huh. Like, cause they, cause so they would do this, <laughs> people would do this dumb shit. And, and people thought Greg was stupid. And this was one of my favorite things in the world. Greg would send somebody on break. He would look at the computer Computer would say two thirty. I'm putting you. I'm sending you on break at two thirty. I'll see you a half hour later. They come back and go. Well, my clock said this, and Greg would go. Yeah, I said you're two thirty according to this clock. So thirty minutes is thirty minutes. So your clock says something different. Exactly. See, I hate people like that. You know what my favorite (laughs) excuse was? We had an issue with attendance, and people would always show up late, and I would ask them. Hey, you were supposed to be here 15 minutes ago. What happened? Oh, sorry, I'm late. Uh, I was I was on the bus. The bus was late. I'm like, okay, I know what time the bus gets there. Because we catch the same granted, fucking bus. But granted, you know, sometimes the bus is late. But if you're going to be late, at least call and say something. You know, it's call and say something. And they're always like, but I was in a rush. I'm like... Were you driving the bus? What do you mean you're on a rush? You were sitting on the bus. What do you mean? And every time I see you, you're on your phone. So don't tell me you were rushing (laughs) to get here while you sat on the bus on your phone. You were probably sexting your boyfriend or something. You know, like, I don't know. It's crazy. But I also used to love that. I remember this one time in particular where uh, it was a snowstorm. Mm -hmm. And I'm leaving... um, my old job on the overnight to make sure I was there by, I think, like, 9.30 or whatever time it was. And it was, like, if if you're from Boston, let me just tell you, you know the, how bad fucking, like, the buses are with, in general. Mm-hmm. So imagine that during a snowstorm. So this was funny as hell. So everybody was late. And John was like, I'm writing everybody up except for the first person who shows up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it just happened to be me. Mm. And he was just like, he goes, I'll write everybody up. And I, the thing was, I called. Mm-hmm. The problem was, I don't know what happened, but the, the um, calls weren't going through. And so that's why he was pissed. Because like everyone, because I was like, yeah, I was trying to call him, but it wouldn't get through. He was like, really? So he ended up calling and then realized that 
it really wasn't going through. So again, another example of a manager who uh, was he a manager at the time? Yeah. Like another manager who actually was doing their best job to make sure that like you know that he wasn't bullshitting because other people came and same thing like yo I'm calling and he was like yeah. I can't. Because so that's what sucks. Like you don't know if somebody's just being a piece of shit or mm-hmm. if it's actually real because everybody lies. Yeah, but thankfully I was I'm a good worker. So when yeah. I said that, it was like my my voice held some weight. Like you know, yeah. what I mean? come and do your job. Being home. a manager, when I managed that on like unit for five years, I had like I was friendly with everybody. I'm a social person, especially in my twenties. I was a very social person. Like I was very like whatever. But when we were at work, work is fucking work. Outside of work, we can drink beers, we can joke around, I'm going to make jokes with you, it's going to be whatever. But when we're at work, if I tell you not to do something, and you still do it, okay, then I'm going to write you up. Yeah, care. some people have issues. I had a girl whose cell phones, my biggest thing was, we're a psych hospital, these patients are here because they're trying to actively kill themselves, or they're having some kind of psychotic event, and we need to be vigilant. My rule was, you can't have your cell phone when you're out on the floor. Leave it in the office. So you have it, so if it rings, because the excuse to be, why I have kids? Okay, so if it rings, there's somebody back there, they'll tell you that it's your child's calling, whatever, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Or you can come check it periodically, mm-hmm. I don't care. But you cannot be out on the unit mm-hmm. texting on your fucking cell phone yeah. in, a bunch, in front of a bunch of teenagers who mm-hmm. don't have their fucking cell phones on mm-hmm. top of it. Which is almost like antagonizing. Like, yeah, I'm like, you mm-hmm. can't do that. So I had a friend um, who did it. She, she was like, oh, I wasn't even thinking. I just took it out of my pocket. And I was like, yeah, I'm still going to have to write you up. I told you. Leave it in the office or leave it in your car. I warned everybody. Yeah, but like, can't you? Do-? No. Like, I understand that we're friends and you can be mad at you. I literally had to have a whole conversation with her. You can be mad at me if you want. I don't care that we're friends. I'm mm-hmm. your boss right now. I'm sorry that you're probably going to feel some kind of way about it, but this is my job. And if I allow you to do it, then I have to allow the next person. I have to allow the next person. I have to allow the next person. And she was like pissed at me. And then a few days later, she's like, no, you're right. And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I know. I was right. I Sometimes to, you have to be the dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's just the way it works. Like, I was like the, it do your job. When I, um, when I was supervised at The Gap, I would tell people, I'm like, yeah, I just need you to do this. And I would have the people, the people closest to me, I would have them do the same shit I'd have anybody else do, like Valesa. Mm-hmm. She was like, well, she was like, hey, I'll do whatever I can to help you do that. So I'm like, hey, can you do certain things for me so, that I, so it doesn't look like I show favoritism? She was like, absolutely. And some people got pissed. It's like, why does she have to do that? I'm like, because nobody else wants to do it, and she will. Well, she's always doing it. Because nobody else wants to do it. Like, do you want to do it? No. I'm like, then what's the problem? Then? What are you mad Shut at me for? Or then my favorite, there's one woman in particular that was pissed off at me every time I asked her to do something. I was like, yo, either do it or go home. Yeah, well, no. those are your options. Well, I'm going to go talk to her. I'm like, go be ahead. my guest. <laughs> one dude at work was like, I was like, yo, either do your job or go home. He's like, I'm leaving. I said, that's cool. I was like, um, just remember, yeah. when you, I was like, just remember, I'm going to go call our manager on his day off on a fucking holiday. So when I call him and I tell him what happened, don't come back here and lie and talk and like and lie and talk about what happened. Two minutes later, he went back to do what he had to do. I'm like, exactly. <laughs> don't miss me with that. It place. takes more time and effort to not do your job than to just do your fucking job. Just do your goddamn job. Like literally, I had a girl at my work too. She was like, they asked me to. I'm like, that's in your job title. Well, no, that it's your job to do that. Mm-hmm. They're not asking you to do something crazy like do your job and she was like but she expected me to get all up in arms and i was like no bro do your job like come to work and do your job like Mm -hmm. so we can all have a good day and just relax like that's what people don't understand either too if everybody just did their fucking job 
it would be easy, but nobody does that fucking job. Yeah, like, it's funny. There's one dude in particular that I like working with, and he was having, like, a really shit day. He was tired. And I could just see it in his face that he just wasn't doing too well. So a couple things happened. I was like, yo, I got it. You sit your ass down. I'll mm-hmm. do this, and I'll do that. Um, I ended up getting moved, and he was like, yo, I'll go. I was like, do you really want to deal with it? He goes, not really. I'm like, all right, then sit your ass here. I'll take care of it. Because yeah. when the roles were reversed, he did the same thing for me. That's what me and Sean and Kim used to do. Like, if yeah. one of us had a bad day, like, that person would sit out, and the other two would take over. Cause, mm-hmm. But it was different when we worked on the IV team because it was very, we did our own tasks. We had our own pages. We had our own work. So I would just take her pager. Cheryl would take my list of dressings to do, and then I would take all the pages for all of us while she did all the dressings. And if I got overwhelmed, I'd call her, she'd stop. But we had a system, but the job got done. Because everybody has shit fucking days. Everybody has shit days. People get exactly. sick. People don't feel good. Show up to work when they're not supposed to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't take time off. Like, me, Kim and Cheryl are very much so like that. Like, I don't want to... Make people sure, I don't want to do this, I need the money, I, I want to work overtime, like, whatever. So we were always there, but, like, we had a very good system with each other. So we would be done before everybody else, and then they would be like, oh, well, they're not helping. Because the three of us did, like, four times the amount of work that you did because you had two breakfasts. You took your sweet-ass time. No, I'm not doing your job now. Yeah. Or the people, or, or, or Odin forbid, the Not people <laughs> who spend like an eight-hour shift and for seven of those hours they're fucking sleep. It's, like, it's like come the fuck on, like like I don't get me wrong. There are days where it is super fucking slow and we are not doing anything. I get a lot of my writing done. I get a lot of my little stupid shit done. But when I have to get down, it, like there are times where it's just like fuck. I really want to come in here and like get this writing done. I really want to come in and get get my read my comic books, but I can't. People, people, there's shenanigans involved. I gotta train somebody. It's your job. Um, stuff. Yes, it's my job. It's a yeah. job. You're going but, there to work. Yeah, and it's like fuck it. I'll just have to take care of this shit when I get home. Like you know what I mean? It, it just, it's befuddling that people don't understand the concept of like, yo, you are here to work. And I joke with people. I'm like, oh, you're making me work at my job. Who does that? Like you know what I mean? Jokingly. But people have that mentality though. It's different, though. I get it with some jobs, but, like... Damn it, Wade! Job, you really can't have that mentality. There's too much shit to be done. There's too much... So, like, the idea of people just not really understanding it. And then it's even funnier when you have these people going, I can't believe they asked me to do this. <laughs> it's part of your job, you dumb fuck. Yeah, like, that's what I was saying. It's, I don't know. It's like, I hate this post. I'm like, for example, there's this particular post in my job that I can't stand. But it's one of the laziest posts in there. And I'm like, yo, can you just, I was like, it'd be great if you guys just never put me here again. Yeah, and because like, you don't want to just sit. Yeah, I, I was like, you don't want, they're like, you'll do it. Like, no, I was like, I'll take um, post X, and post X is harder. It's more involved. I was like, I'd rather do that than the easy one. And for them, that makes sense. And plus, they trust me enough to do that, so it works on both ends. But if I'm like, yo, I'm not doing a, a post because I'm lazy. Are you afraid to get punched in the face? Yeah. Or shit like that. But, like, it's just the idea of that shit. It's like, come on, man. Like, you, you've got to know that I mean, this shouldn't fly. It's like, and even when they give me that post, I just do it. Yeah. I, I talk shit. I'm like, I fucking hate this post. <laughs> but I do it. I, you know, I do it. I make sure that, like, I where I'm at is where I'm supposed to be. And I do my thing. Like, you know what I mean? So, but, like, I just... But again, I think it's just seeing my dad work fucking doubles all the goddamn time. Like my mother, my mother was I working. Said that. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 just different. Like 
But shit, when I worked with Greg, it was very rare that I called out of the gap. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Was, I remember it was funny one time, so when I think someone asked you, like, yo, Mark called out? I'm like, yeah, he, he, he didn't look good. <laughs> no, it was a meeting. My back went out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember that. Did you go in an ambulance that day? No. My uh, dad picked him up. Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> he's an idiot. <laughs> he probably should have been in an ambulance. Yeah, sure. ambulance is expensive. No, it is yeah, not expensive. I've been twice about that. Yeah, I did, it's I did not charging. No, isn't that fucked up too? Like the yeah. fact that we're like, nah, I can't get in the like, ambulance. No, I'll just like, call I'll Uber. I'll call Uber. Yo. Oh yeah, right. I'll get a taxi. I'm good. I'm taking the train. When my brother died, we were talking about that, right? Like my brother died. I was at work, and Mark left work to come get me. But like. You commute in Boston. Mm-hmm. So neither one of us thought. We just got on the train. like, And I'm like literally crying in the train. I'm like, after the fact, like days later, Mark was like, why didn't we just take a cab or something? I'm like, I don't. It was just the routine of getting mm-hmm. on the train and like doing whatever, like being at work, like that we just did it. Yo, have you watched um, the thing on, on HBO Max that day Michael J? <laughs> no. I still haven't gotten to there's it. A, there's a, a situation in the way this dude gets shot. He goes, we gotta get an ambulance. He goes, ambulance? I'm not taking an ambulance. I'm trying to buy a house. I don't want that pill on me. I'm just like, yeah. yeah. He's like, I'm gonna call a lift. It'll be fine. Dude, it's like two hours away. He's like, it's all right. I can wait. He's like, but at the end of the day, it's gonna no, be it's cheaper. No, it's expensive. No, no, it's crazy. I mean, I get it. I was more than happy to slide that ambulance bill over to my job. Right. When I got it, when, when I broke my ankle, ankle. it was like $1,200. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's crazy. Our copays are insane. Like our yeah. out of pocket, like but like pays bad. Oh, God, oh, those oh. surgery was hundred and ten k. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. Really? Yep. I America so makes happy. a lot of money off of healthcare. I was so man. happy. I we didn't make have to a pay lot that, of money. A lot of money off of healthcare, and like, and a lot of it. Uh, we have a lot of overpriced things. We have like insulin. Like the big argument with insulin is, is that the man who created it actually let the patent be free, so that people with diabetes could be properly medicated. But pharmaceutical companies are allowed to take the pattern, and now we're in a situation where in America, in, in even in Massachusetts, where people can't afford their insulin, like and they're dying from diabetes because. It's turned into corporate greed. I can get the same insulin in Canada for like five bucks that they charge, like a thousand dollars here. Same exact, same. But they don't allow pharmaceutical companies. It's why we have a drug ep- epidemic, because pharmaceutical companies in America were allowed to do like crazy fucked up shit. So mm-hmm. representatives were going to hospitals and pushing these doctors to prescribe opiates. There's full documentaries on this in case anybody thinks I'm full of it. This, it's called Pill Nation. There's, there's several actually. actually there's one but, on HBO Max. Oh, um, now? Yeah. So these doctors were getting kickbacks, vacations to Hawaii. They were going to like, you know, Europe. They were doing for conferences. Mm-hmm. And all it was was for them to get like free vacations and get checks and get money. So they were pushing Oxycontin. They were mm-hmm. pushing Percocet. They, I, I, because I, somebody was like, how do you know that? I was like, okay, I'll give you an example. When I was 17, this is like, so it started all happening when we were like teenagers. When I was 17, I had mono 
And I went to the doctors because I, the with mono you get really bad gas pain, like epigastric, like stomach mm-hmm. pain, like it's bad. So I was like, the stuff from over the counter isn't working. I just need something to help, like stop that from happening. It's painful. Like I can't do this. And she was like, I'm gonna give you some Percocet. And I like stopped. I was 17. Mm-hmm. She was ready to hand me a script for like 30 Percocet. And I looked at her and I said, you see that big red sticker on my chart? I'm allergic to Percocet firsthand. Secondly, I'm asking you for something stronger for, for gas pain. I want, like, a pill to stop gas pain. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why you're giving me Percocet. And she just, like, looked at me, like, dumbfounded that I didn't take her prescription. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing. There's a very strict now laws in, in most states that they can only prescribe so many pain meds per. So now, like, you go home with, like, four days' worth. And if you need more, you have to be reevaluated. You have to be reseen. Also now... Sales reps for pharmaceutical companies can no longer offer vacations, lunches. Like, they were dinners, lunches. They were paying for, like, crazy Mm -hmm. shit for their, like... And if you entice people with that, they're going to take it. If I can go to Hawaii for free for two weeks, like... But even then, like... Or I can do whatever... Oh, no, it's wrong. I'm not saying it's okay. Like, it's just fucked up. That's, like, how our our whole medical system, the way it is set up, is fucking horrendous. And when people think about countries that allow universal care, they think about it in a very different way because we have been taught to, we have been taught if you don't work hard and you don't do this, you don't deserve anything, right? And not that I don't believe that. There are some people, some case, like where I'm like, no, like you, you can't just sit at home and collect a fucking check and do nothing. Like unless you really need, like you're old, you're, you're severely disabled, you're whatever. But universal healthcare does not necessarily mean that people get to just do whatever they want, but it also, like, frees up treatments that we have people in America who die from diseases mm-hmm. because they cannot afford to pay the medical that comes with it for their children, for their spouses. So, like, you have, like, an eight-year-old kid die from cancer because they can't, their parents can't afford. That's gross. That should not be allowed to happen. Mm-hmm. They're working. They're trying. They're struggling. But when you have a hundred and... $70,000 bill, you can't pay that. Your kid's going to die before you you can even come close to paying that. So, like, and then people are like, oh, there'll be long lines, there'll be whatever. I'm like, so bullshit. Uh, Canada, I had a friend whose sister was in Canada mm-hmm. visiting another friend. She found a lump. She panicked. She was there for, like, a couple of months, like, on a visa. Mm-hmm. She was already to fly home, and her friend was like, no. Let's go to the doctor. She was able to go to a doctor, no insurance, walk in. They saw her, did all the lab tests, felt it, said, okay, immediately. Okay, we're going to send you to this other clinic. And she was like, so what, like next week? And they were like, no, right now. You're going to go to this clinic. They're going to do an MRI. We're going to check to see if what's there. And then if they find something, they're going to do a biopsy. In America, it doesn't work that way. You wait weeks, months, like whatever. They don't look at it that way. It's not the same. We're so oversaturated with things that, and, and the monetary value of all of it. And then people are like, well, how do their, their doctors still get paid? They still make money. They're still getting money because mm-hmm. universal healthcare pays for all of it. They just can't now get kickbacks. They just can't now do whatever. And it runs very smoothly. So cancer diagnosis to treatment is in a week there, but here it's like, Seven months mm-hmm. from now, because we have to wait to have all these tests done. To have, like, you know what I mean? Like, when you mm-hmm. really think about it and you look at it overall, instead of looking at it, 
looking at it as most people do, where they're not working for that shit. That's not right. It's coming out of my pocket. It benefits literally Everybody. everyone. Because you're paying for insurance no matter what. Mm-hmm. It lowers your costs. It lowers, like, but no nobody should. can grasp that concept, though, because everybody's always about self and how they can do what's best for themselves and how they can do whatever. One of the things I've noticed, and we have this Like, I'm not a super liberal either. That's what's crazy. Like, I actually, I fucking hate politics. I don't believe in any of it. Me too. <laughs> I think it's all bullshit. None of them care about us. But I just... It's, it's more of a humanitarian thing for me. I've just seen a lot of things happen that should have never happened because we have so many restrictions and everything has a monetary value here. Mm-hmm. Like, if I did not have the insurance that I have, my medications for my autoimmune, I would die because I wouldn't be able to afford them. I spend thousands of dollars a year paying for meds. Like, one of my meds is, like, $500, like, a pop. After insurance, like, for a three-month course. Sorry. Someone say that. <laughs> no, I'm not going to cut you off. It was just funny. It just did. I don't even remember what the fuck I was talking about. But I had something to say that I came Oh, so the point I was going to make was just something the conversation we had during, uh, we were at the yard house. Is the idea of two things. One, everything's for money and power. And yes. two, everyone thinks that they have what they have is going on is more important than the next Everybody person. Else is. Mm-hmm. Period. And that's why I don't think every time I think about it, I know it sounds a little silly. If we ever were to experience a zombie apocalypse, yeah, we're doomed. Yeah, yeah, no, we'd be fine. We're doomed. We can't work together. Oh, those motherfuckers how... were like, oh we got this. No, yeah. we would die. The way people selfish. handled the pandemic mm-hmm. from the people to the government. Yep. It was horrible. Like, we're doomed. It was a public health safety issue. And it if got we, turned into everything but that. It turned into like you like. It you was said. politics. It yeah. was race wars. It was whatever. Mm-hmm. Like whatever anybody could blame it on so that they can continue to it's all about the bottom line though, right? Mm-hmm. Like these are people that had to stop their companies. They had to and they didn't want to. They want to make that extra money. And I, again, I get it, but like for a situation like that, that can literally wipe out millions of people, it, you it, have it, to it stop. Literally did wipe it's out the appropriate thing to do. And then you have like fucking. If you're like a human, boy, yeah, you have fuckboy forty five and all this calling it all like blaming it on. Well, like that was part Asia. of the problem. Our government was like, trash. You know I mean? China. Ugh. Fuck that guy, man. <laughs> Hold on. I, Conspiracy. The bottle says COVID. I was like, COVID's common blue. Common blue. Yeah, or just the idea. I mean, the common cold. Uh, to what you just said, it's like, if you know, uh, Valkyrie just said something, I, I hit record too soon. Uh, you just said, if you don't know some, if you don't know about it, maybe you shouldn't talk about it. That should be a lot. Or ask, or educate. Stuff. Yeah. Like, I've had a lot of friends come to me and ask, hey, you seem to know a lot about this. Can we have a conversation about it? Yep, let's talk about it. What do you want to talk about? I understand apprehension. I understand, like, whatever, but dialogue like you have to be able to speak to people it's the reason why we're in such a shit situation because everybody's refusing to actually have like civil conversations with one another or like it's all this race uh, for Mm -hmm. who can be right and who's the rightest (laughs) like people i don't know people are ridiculous that's i don't obviously i'm different than most people though i don't look at things in monetary value and like I, i don't need to drive a fucking Cadillac Escalade, I don't need, like, I'm not that type of person, I'm very chill, money is money to me, I will literally give you the 
clothes off my back if I trust you and know you. Like, I don't look at money that way. Like, I just never have. It's money. We can't be buried with it. We can't die with it. If I can do something to help somebody, I'm going to help them. Because what am I going to do? It's just sitting there. I don't know. I just don't. I just wish people would actually do a better job of... Being human? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, just... We had this call. We was just on um, Amanda's podcast. Shout out to Pandagasms. And we were just discussing that about how you never know what the next person is going through. Like you don't know if they're if they're dealing with some type of like internal injury or virus or illness that we can't see, mm-hmm. or like or like who knows like what if they're like mentally ill like and they just had or like their parent just died or some or their loved ones hurt and they're like focused on something else. So the idea that people never really take that into consideration is really problematic because they want the same respect if the roles are reversed. People don't necessarily think like that. Like, and I'm guilty of that too. Like, when I get mad at somebody, but I'm learning to check my particular way of thinking because I want, I would want the same respect given to me that they want. You know what I mean? So it's, it's a whole thing. Um, and again, which is funny, we still didn't get to the topics, but I'm gonna end it here because mm-hmm. I kind of figured this was, this was a good episode. This is a mm-hmm. really formidable. Wasn't as goofy as we normally do, but I like these episodes. Uh, so I want to thank uh, Just Greg for coming in here. I want to thank my lovely wife Valkyrie yeah. for doing this as well. Uh, thank you for listening. If you want, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at oldmanwadecom. You can find me, Super Bowl Kavi and Diddy, on the Culture Comic Book News podcast on Spotify, iHeart, and iTunes. Uh, I think that's all I got. Oh, you can find us on the Old Man Wade Show Facebook page. Um, thank you for listening. Damn it, Wade!